chapter sixteen of the book of love by paolo montegazza this librivox recording is in the public domain love in relation to temperaments of the ways of loving one i shall not repeat in these pages for the hundredth time the criticism of temperaments as they were described by the ancient schools in which i have expounded in many of my works small and large not everybody has accepted my standards of classification but all agree with me in the belief that temperaments have had their time and that hygiene medicine psychology await from the progress of modern physiology the elements to determine as science requires the physical and moral characteristics of a human individual against this impotency of modern physiology i have protested changing the name of temperament to that of individual constitution innocent revenge of all men who when powerless to change a thing satisfy their rage by changing its name every man loves in his own way and as we bring to love the greatest possible tribute of psychical elements it follows that human loves differ more than hatreds more than the manners of eating of motion of will the lower we descend from the branches to the trunk the more human elements resemble each other the higher we ascend to the loftiest branches of the tree the more the elements diverge and differ ask a woman of easy virtue or a don juan how many are the methods of loving and they both not only will answer that every one loves in a different manner but will add that the manners themselves are so extraordinarily different that calling all these most very form ways of loving by the one name of the same sentiment excites repugnance it is true that some authors have amused themselves by describing a sanguine love a nervous love a lymphatic love a hepatic love but these pictures are innocent pastimes arabesques traced on the epidermis of human nature and the schools of psychology and literature which succeed each other so completely obliterate these arabesques that not the least trace of them is left even when instead of the caricatures of temperaments we should succeed in delineating a true family of human constitutions it would be very difficult to class under it all forms of love the thousands and thousands of colour cases of the roman mosaic maker are sufficient to classify the innumerable tints that an expert eye succeeds in discerning but who will give me a palette so gigantic that i may spread on it all the polychromic mixtures all the simple and compound colours all the protiform iridescences offered by the human light when it strikes the powerful prism of love the question as to the quantity of love which an individual may feel is the easiest to solve but it is also one of the most important in every psychological problem there is an element of quantity and as it is the simplest it is also the most visible it is i would almost say the skeleton of the phenomenon and we should grasp it eagerly as the thread which guides us through the labyrinth of these studies many men even if possessing a lofty mind and a gentle heart have asked themselves seriously and more than once whether they were capable of loving 
unacquainted as they were with all that world of mysteries and passions which they found described in many books and heard from the mouths of some enamoured friends to those men my book although i have striven to contain it within the limits of a physiological study may seem an exaggeration a caricature of nature now all those men are petty and weak lovers to them love is an intermittent purience that begins at eighteen years and ends perhaps at forty or fifty at the latest a purience that stands somewhere between pleasure and bother and which can be morally cured by only one medicine woman this medicine so they say is sometimes worse than the disease and it is necessary to reflect at length and with great care whether preference should be given to that purience which poets call love or to that other load which naturalists call the female of man and the courteous dictionaries woman when these eunuchs of the sentiment of love prefer the woman they may find that this animated object so like ourselves is also tolerably pleasing and congenial and a sweet and tender habit of benevolence may tie them to this companion whom they love and truly love in their own way that is calmly prudently suavely these unhappy creatures have more than one reason to ask of themselves whether what they feel is love and a thousand reasons to inquire of true lovers but tell me now will you explain to me what this love is the moon radiates heat frogs too develop heat well then these gentlemen too do love peaceful love petty or cold love call it what you will does not exclusively belong to the male but on the contrary it offers although more rarely its most perfect forms in woman man however weak a lover he may be cannot renounce the mission of sex which compels him to attack assault declare that war which must lead him to conquest woman on the contrary if she be born a eunuch need not attack her companion in the slightest way she can if she so wishes avoid the trouble of directing her gaze toward her lover or opening her lips to say yes to let herself be loved will be enough how many romantic delights in these few words to let herself be loved to leave to others every labour of conquered timidity of injured modesty every strategy every tactic of moral violence to let the other struggle and reserve for herself alone the voluptuousness of slightly opening the door or even letting others open it to let herself be loved what aesthetic heavenly beatitude what voluptuousness of soft undulations and carnal purience what wonderful warmth of sweet caresses and then no responsibility for the future of a passion which has never been confessed no storm a calm lake without tempest without tides and if the heart full of sentiment would take the liberty of a restless throb to apply then and there a cataplasm to bring it back to its duty and modesty to justify the perpetual ice and virtue to apologize for the absence of aroma oh why did not heaven make us out of this blessed soft sweet paste oh why can we not reduce love to a problem of hygiene and regime from this zero of the amatory scale we gradually rise to the maximum degree of the pyrometer where every metal is melted and volatilized and the entire human organism is transformed into a red and incandescent vapour that burns everything it touches there are tremendous lovers who have loved before they were men who will love too when they are men no longer there are women who have loved perhaps since they were closed in the maternal womb and will love even the sexton who will nail down the cover on the cold coffin which contains their morbid flesh 
there are men and women in whom every affection takes a sensual form and love absorbs them like a sponge born grown and dead in the saline depths of a tropical sea having neither time nor patience to wait they love the first comer to whom they lend their affections and their imagination then discouraged but not wearied they love the next comer and always loving more than they are loved they remain with their thirst forever unquenched happy they are when they succeed although rarely in being satisfied with consecutive loves but oftener they precipitate quickly into polygamy where through sophisms reticences and compromises with conscience they love this one with the heart that other one with the mind and all of them with the senses they have a first love an only love a true love but too frequently they forget the names of such loves and use them to designate too many different lovers and like the octopus they stretch forth their numerous avid sucking arms to reach the hot succulent flesh of the feminine cosmos among these polygamists there are some who love only with the heart others only with the senses while to a few giants nature concedes the sad gift of a twofold thirst for affection and voluptuousness between these two poles which mark the extreme degrees of amatory intensity plods the innumerable mass of those men who are neither john juans nor chase josephs the numberless women who are neither messalinas nor joans of art besides the variform force of amorous needs the sentiment which we are now studying together assumes a different character according to the passion which predominates in the individual and by which love is marked as proud humble egotistical vain furious jealous and around these binary compounds of love and pride of love and egotism of love and vanity there are grouped many other minor elements which although with less energetic affinity still form a homogeneous whole that might be called a temperament of love or a constitutional form of love i shall try to sketch some of them from nature End of chapter sixteen one